Welcome back. We got a big hour. Uh, we have tracked the line on the uh, Super Bowl. Right. And it is it has been uh, frantic and crazy. Yes. And I want you to help me with this in a few minutes because uh, the money started on the Chiefs and then it went to the Eagles. Weird, big huh? Time. Uh, the swings that are insane. And uh, we're going to get into that. But I'm alive with us right now. He did a terrific column, really capturing the excitement of the city. From the Inquirer.com, our partner here at WIP, Mr. Marcus Hayes. Hi, Marcus. Angelo, if they beat Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, you should have to do another whole year just no. so you can gloat. <laughs> no. I, you know what? Just know wherever I am for that year, Marcus, I will be gloating. Yes. Because it will be a but, – but from your perspective as a writer, Right, Marcus? This is a great matchup, isn't it? Couldn't be better. And, yeah. you know, honestly, I'm, I'm delighted I don't have to cover the, the smugness of Joe Burrow, who's a wonderful quarterback, but, mm. like, he makes Tom Brady look humble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell me what you feel about the matchup, Marcus. Uh, the Eagles are the best team. Yep. Like, they're the best team in the league. And, you know, it would be a great – I mean – the Chiefs are really well coached, despite to your you know to your dismay. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback maybe ever. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna, by the time he's done, when he understands what he's looking at a little bit better, he's going to combine Aaron Rodgers' arm with Tom Brady's knowledge. Hmm. All that said, the Eagles are by far the best team in the NFL, and they should smoke this. Kansas City Chiefs team, which had a hard time with a Cincinnati Bengals team that was just pretty good, you know? So at home, and I know Mahomes threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns on one foot. So that's kind of how good he is, but it's also kind of how the good the Chiefs aren't. The Eagles, right. the Eagles could win by two touchdowns. Oh, Marcus Hayes is coming out hot. All right, but Marcus, Pat, uh, Mahomes is great. No one's going to argue that. Is Hassan Reddick the antidote for Patrick Mahomes? One of them. But to me, this the, the, the secret of the Eagles, the best thing the Eagles do is they cover good receivers. And they cover them to the degree that Hassan Reddick has time to get home, what, what is it now, 19 and a half times? Yes. In, in 19 games. It's just ridiculous. He's not a guy who's blowing past you or bull rushing a guy. He's an effort artist. He keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going. And you can't be you can't be successful as that guy unless you have time to get there. And these defensive backs give him time to get there. I talked to uh, Avante Maddox yesterday as he was walking out, and he's like, I'm definitely going to play. I'm going to play as good as I'm going to play a good two weeks from now as I, as I did today. And he's limping. Yeah. These yeah. guys really want to win. They really want this. It's an awesome thing. Marcus, I, I, so I'm reading your column. I, I am I'm embarrassed to ask this next question, but if anybody else missed this, so you're talking about Reddick and how he was at Temple and how now he's like a stud player in the NFL. He almost quit at one point at Temple. He almost yeah. gave up. Really? We did. We did a really good in-depth column on or, or story on Reddick. I didn't do it. I can't remember which of my colleagues did it. It might have been Jeff McLean. Might have been Matt Breen. I'm not quite sure. But there was a point where he was he was he walked on, so he wasn't getting any money. So his mom would bring him groceries to you know sort of defray the cost of being at college, just like a regular student, you know, because that's what he was. And he was like, "Mom, I'm I'm not playing. They don't really seem to have any plan for me. 
I need to quit college because you can't be killing yourself like this. And she talked him out of it in, in her wow. car. You know, wow, she was like, nope, story. you're my son. You're living your dream. We'll do what we got to do for however long we got to do it to make sure that you get the best out of this. And look where he is now. That's the dream for sure. I I, I want to talk about the two, co- uh, two coaches for a minute. Because if you just want to look at it from one perspective in this game, Marcus, it was the challenges. The one that uh, Shanahan didn't do on Devontae and the one that Nick did on the uh, the hit that knocked Pur- uh, Purdy out of the game. Weren't those two absolutely major moments in that game? They were, but I don't, I don't fault Shanahan, hmm. honestly, because it, it, my, my argument against challenges is that every challenge in every sport should come from the booth. You're asking, uh, especially at, at that time of the game, it was the first drive, if I'm not mistaken. You lose yes, that challenge, was. you lose that timeout. You don't, it's just a horrible position to put a head coach in who can't see all the angles himself, you know? So I don't, I will never fault a, a head coach for not challenging something that his 15th assistant didn't determine on, you know, one replay was challengeable. Well, usually right. a player will tell you. Yeah, Marcus, the fact that he got up and he was p- punching uh, his fists together, doesn't that indicate to the other team that he doesn't think he caught it? Absolutely, but you you know if you're Mike if you're uh, Kyle Shanahan, you can't see that on the opposite sideline, forty yards downfield. Hmm. Yeah, you, know? you need your player to say to you. Yeah, he, right. The, the, the mean, cornerback many, has to yeah. say something. How many, yeah. how many times have we seen players be like, no, 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 you got to challenge that, you got to challenge that, and they're just wrong. Yeah, you know what about it, the other just, one? It's a horrible system. It's it, it, my my solution fixes that. So I'm a, I'm, I'm one, with you. Yeah, the other one, I time, right? Well, because it, like, he he got rid of the ball and then it hit his arm again as it was coming forward. And it almost looked like he still had the ball in his hand, but Nick made the right call there, mm-hmm. and, and it was a huge play. It was a turnover. It was, but in, to the 49ers' detriment, they didn't rush. They didn't hurry. That's true. You know, You're right. I mean, You're right. That, I mean, and I don't know that the quarterback who did it himself even realized because it was such a bang bang thing. I'm not sure that he even knew because by then, after that first hit, his arm might have been numb because he came out of the game. Great you know, point. that knocked him Great out of point. the game. So yeah, I'm. I I have a hard time ever criticizing challenges or non challenges unless you have a ton of time like you you go to timeout there's a commercial break something like that it's it's just a horrible system and it doesn't have to be that way and it's one of the things that the NFL could fix in a heartbeat and just refuses to yeah valid if point you, if you could go to a booth review in the last 2 minutes of each half yeah. why can't you go to a booth review all game long yeah, I'm glad they can't do that yeah. that might have changed things <laughs> Marcus Marcus fourth and one from your own 32 Crazy. What do you think of that moment? In the moment, I was having flashbacks to the Philly special because in that moment, I was like, Doug Peterson's a second-year coach. If they lose this game, he's getting fired because of this. I don't care that they're in the Super Bowl. You know, at the same moment, I was like, Nick Sirianni's insane. What's he doing? You know, you punt here. Honestly, fourth and three earlier than that, I was like, this is a 52-yard field goal. you got to take it against this real good defense. And, you know, they got lucky. Yeah. Just like Doug. Doug threw a That's trick what play I so Belichick and got lucky. They got lucky that, that that play didn't get challenged with Devontae Smith. Oh, absolutely. Marcus, you, were, you covered the Phillies during the run. You covered yesterday. 
Same mm-hmm. atmosphere? Uh, compare the atmospheres at those uh, sports events. No, the Eagles are the number one seed. The Eagles have won a Super Bowl within the last five years. Everything that happened with the Phillies, especially at home, was like this gigantic bonus. And you thought you were going to wake up from a dream at some point. It didn't have the same kind of flavor. You know, you had a returning MVP candidate who's relatively healthy. That didn't exist on the Phillies. You know, Bryce Harper was diminished. So the Phillies was a much bigger sort of groundswell of emotion. It was a much bigger deal. You had more people doing unlikely things. I mean, the loudest I've heard of a crowd in Philly, even more so than Bryce Harper's game-winning home run, I think, in the NLCS, was Reese Hoskins' homer, where he threw the bat down. Wow. He, th- he hit the home run, and the, and the crowd went crazy, and he threw the bat down, and the crowd went crazier. You know, wow. So it's not the same thing because the Phillies were a, a bonus. And the Eagles, people would have been really upset if they lost their game Oh, God. Very true. I see the difference. Marcus, <clears throat> always a pleasure. Now, because there's more time here, we'll <laughs> be seeing you in studio again with us. How much fun will that be? I can't. I, I, it's unspeakable joy on my end. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it, Marcus. I can hear it in your voice. Thank you, my 